Hey y'all, you are listening to The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, as I am very, very excited to talk about this week's topic, I want to extend a quick note of gratitude to y'all for listening out of all the podcasts in podcast land. You choose to give me your ears for about an hour um, once a week. And I hella appreciate that. Like I really do. It makes me so inspired to want to present more uh, perspectives and concepts to you all. So thank you so much. Um, Shout out to the listeners that's in the hometown. Atlanta been representing. So thank y'all hometown for supporting. Also, those that's been overseas, it's been pretty interesting to see listeners from Slovenia and Spain and Africa it's in England. It's pretty cool. So thank y'all for listening as well. Now, without further ado, I want to talk about moving more mindfully through the journey. And that was the topic of my talk, my master talk at the Village Market. And it was basically about how we are in such a rush to get to the next thing that we may not appreciate the stuff that we go through or the day that we have in front of us. And I know, um, and I, I hope to present um, some audio from that talk very soon, so I won't go into it 100%, but it just, I keep getting reminders of the talk every time I see a meme about 2018. And I've been seeing these memes about 2018 since late October 2017. And I thought, damn, it's October 2017. We got a whole... 61 days or so until this year's over with we're already in 2018 shit let's get through november and december first and i said okay you know whatever then i keep seeing more um memes about december and i'm like damn we really got a whole month a whole month left and today is the 14th of december which means even right now as of today the day this podcast aired you still have 17 more days right at maybe two and a half weeks or so to get things done before 2018 begins. Now for me, you know, New Year is the new year, whatever. It's the Gregorian calendar. Energetically, um, stuff feels right for me to begin anew when the season of Aries starts in Western astrology or tropical astrology. So it's like when Aries comes around, and plus I'm an Aries anyway, so when Aries season comes around, I come alive. It's like all the hibernation and all of the, the introspection and all the the death and transformation of, you know, the leaves falling and trees being bare. It's like things are starting to come back into a bloom again, new life. So I think for me, I don't really, I don't know, man. And this has happened within the past few years, too. So I don't want y'all thinking I was always on this way because I used to go by New Year's resolutions. I used to never follow them. And I used to always look forward to the next year, like, <laughs> whatever. So, um... I understand, you know what I'm saying? And if y'all don't know about the Gregorian calendar, it's a replacement to the Julian calendar. Yes, as in Julius Caesar. So if you need some more information on that calendar and how it came to be about within like the past, I think, a little over 400, 435 years and change, something like that. Something like that. But go ahead and do your Google so you can understand what I mean. It's from Pope Gregory the the 13th, if I remember correctly. So yeah, that's what the Gregorian calendar, excuse me, Gregorian calendar <laughs> calendar is about so um <laughs> if you want some more uh research on that go ahead and um take some time after the show to do some research on it but um today is the day that we gonna do some work we me too you and i we're gonna do some work and before we get started i highly suggest that you get a notebook or a pen and paper because this is going to require some participation if you're in the car and you're listening, just take mental notes in your head. I don't want nobody having no accidents. Just kind of follow along. For those who are stationary, go ahead and get some paper and get a pen. I'll wait. Okay, hopefully you got your paper. Because we're going to do an assessment as to why we should stop throwing December in the trash. With the memes that I see, it's always about 2018 going to be my year. I didn't seen this shit for the past three years. 
2015 was supposed to be our year. 2016 was supposed to be our year. 2017 was supposed to be our year. Regardless of whether we like it or not, it was our year. Why? Because we lived through it. We experienced it. It was your year regardless whether you want to lay claim to it or not. It was still your year. It was still something you learned from it. May not have been a year you may have necessarily celebrated, but it was something under your belt. So, you know, I feel like we might as well make the most of the time that we have when things don't go our way in previous years. And in this case, make the most of the time that we have with this year, regardless of how we feel about it. So I'm going to go over some quick steps and I will be working along with y'all. Um, to move a little bit more mindfully for the next two and a half weeks. And hopefully these are some things that we can, um, or I'm hoping you all, because I have some affirmations that are somewhat in line with this, but I'm hoping that somebody can take um, some of these steps and apply it on a more consistent basis. So with that being said, let's do a quick assessment of one to three major goals that you set for yourself, whether it was at the top of the year whether it was a, a year a, well, in progress goal where it was like, hey, I'm going to do this over the next three years. Think about one to three goals that you set for yourself that you did not accomplish. Because nobody's going to talk about the shit that we did correctly. We always like to focus on the stuff we didn't do. And we like to use the lacking or the missing pieces to kind of define our progress. Oh, well, I did do this, but I ain't do this. I ain't do this. And this is why I don't want to continue in 2017 no more i want to move it forward to 2018 i've been there it's kind of like okay well fuck it throw the whole year in the trash i didn't make half as much money as i wanted to make next year i'll do it next year or you know what i wasn't half as consistent with my fitness goals as i thought i was going to be i'll try again next year but there's 17 more days you can go to the gym every day if not every day you can go at least six more times for the next year if you went twice a week if you want to count them three days as like you know a little mini week you still can go to the gym. Oh, I didn't do my healthy diet like I was supposed to. You can change that as simple as your next meal. If you didn't want to eat meat this year or not eat meat as much, hey, how about let's not eat meat for one meal. After that, let's make it two meals. After that, let's make it three meals. One baby step at a time. Are y'all done? Y'all got y'all goals? Clean right mine down. Hold on. I'm writing my goals down, too. I told y'all we're going to do some work today. And this also includes money-saving goals, too, y'all. New courses of study, reading books. You didn't read as many books as you wanted to. Making more time for your family or for yourself. All of these are goals that are within our control. Whether we make them or achieve them or not. There's stuff that we can still make a difference in for the next two and a half weeks. Okay, so if you're done assessing, write those one to three goals down and give it life. Look at it. I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all seen that by do mean where it says, you know, if you want to, you know, write your dreams down and give it life. That's that's very true. Write it down so you can physically see what that looks like. Talking is one thing. We can talk, talk, talk all day. But writing this shit down is a whole different story. It's something for it's just something about writing something down, seeing something in ink. It's almost like what is it like for me? Writing something down. It's almost like when I was a little kid, right? I still love writing stories, little short stories, little fiction stories, and it never felt real to me in my head. It was just a mere idea. It was just something I was just talking and rambling and you know, just mumbling about. But when I wrote it down and I was able to read it and go back and forth, the more I read it, the more I visualized it being a reality in my mind because I could see it. I could see it on paper. I could further visualize it and give it more legs versus it being something that's just jumbling in my head, fighting to get out. So that's why I like to write things down. All right, so when you're done writing your goals down that you did not accomplish... Feel how that makes you feel. Like, look at that and, and, and internalize that. Like, feel that. I did not save enough money this year. A goal you did not accomplish. I didn't go see my grandmother twice a month, every month. I 
I didn't hang out with my goddaughter as much as I wanted to. I didn't take enough days off from work for self-care or for mental health days or vacation time. How does that make you feel? Knowing that you didn't accomplish your goals. And I mean, the natural response is, you know, damn, I fucked up. Or you might feel a little sad or you might feel like, you know, I mean, honestly, some people feel unworthy that they haven't achieved their goals. Some people feel less than for achieving, you know, not achieving their goals. They just feel like they haven't done enough. And I'm saying that whatever feeling that you're feeling regarding you not achieving your goals, it's okay to feel that because it's natural. Something didn't go our way that we wanted to go our way. And even worse, the shit was in our control. But guess what? That happens. At some point, we have to say, you know what? I'm done beating myself up. I know I didn't achieve this and I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I'm a bit resentful. For those who may have achieved their goals, I might low-key be a little jealous that they were able to exemplify some kind of willpower that I may not have had or that I'm still in the process of cultivating. But once you're done with that, let it go. And that's easier said than done. And I understand. But you keep holding on to that. It's going to keep perpetuating this cycle of always wanting to move on to the next thing before you accomplish the first thing. We couldn't even get to 2017 getting shit done or being on the track to getting shit done. And now we're about to go through a whole nother year with the same mindset. Okay, well, fuck it. If I ain't do it, then we'll just do it next year. 2018 come around, December. Oh, well, 2019 is going to be my year. No, 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 dollar back. Because in December of 2017, we could have addressed some of the patterns and the thought processes that caused us to perpetuate the same cycle of not getting shit done and wasting more time unnecessarily. But we didn't. Because why? We don't move as mindfully. We don't stop to necessarily um, reflect and analyze what we've done so we can take out what didn't serve us and probably implement some new things or renew our focus so that we can try again with a better um, a better state of mind next time. And I think with us doing this during Mer- Mercury Retrograde, I think it's a great idea. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I study astrology. I've studied it on a formal level. I've studied it informally. And one thing that I personally tend to stray from when it comes to astrology, astrology is cool and it's awesome. It's a tool. But I never, never like to use tools as a way to dictate my entire life. I like to take what, what works and the shit that don't work, I move forward from it. Shit, I started my podcast during retrograde. It's not about being like, ooh, don't start nothing new. Don't do nothing. Don't renew nothing. Don't, don't blah, 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 blah. Don't get no. I get it. I get it. The energy's a little off, but it's more so about reflecting and, and analyzing how you're processing things um, to basically make better decisions moving forward. Um, So for me, I'm not really about, um, how do I say this? I'm not about doing nothing for Mercury Retrograde, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to let Mercury Retrograde dictate my shit so much so to where I do absolutely nothing and I'm pretty sure some of y'all are like well why are we doing all this during retrograde this is a technically a way of you know doing things anew and things like that not quite it's more of improving the the systems and the processes that were there yeah so with the mercury retrograde I never want people to rely on astrology so much so to where they don't do nothing during retrograde because the whole point of retrograde is again to get your mind right and get some clarity and refresh and renew but don't let retrograde or the hype or the trendy descriptions of retrograde back you into a corner to where you do absolutely nothing because you shook because of damn retrograde because the thing's gonna happen it's gonna happen four times a year basically it's gonna happen at three weeks a piece so that's 12 weeks out of a 52 week year that you ain't doing nothing because of a planet. Please don't let astrology get you that shook. The point of knowing Mercury retrograde and knowing things about astrology um, and even your own sun sign, like stuff like that you see on, on Instagram and stuff or social media or the internet, it's about knowing to use astrology as a tool to move within the energy versus getting ran by the energy itself. Like one thing I don't get down with, and I hate to go on a tangent, but I'm going to do it today. One thing I don't like about 
astrology is that it gets to the point where we become so reliant on other things and other tools that we forget to hold ourselves accountable for our shit. And this this actually fits in line with this episode because this is about accountability. Um, it's to the point where I see people spaz out on Twitter and then they're saying, Oh, well, that was my moon in Pisces. No, that was you. You was cutting the fuck up. That has nothing to do with solely your moon in Pisces. And I just don't want people to take astrology and water it down and trendify it, as I call it, and and get caught up in the entertainment piece to where we really forget that we still have the ability to make decisions regardless of the planetary energy. You can either let that run your ass and you can blame it on the planets. Or you can know how the planets operate and you can use it to your advantage and make moves. So that's why I want to do this episode specifically during Mercury Retrograde. As again, this energy is for reflection and introspection and getting some clarity and going over things that honestly you might have gone through in the past and being like, yo, did I do that shit right? Could I have done this better? Does it serve me right now? What can I improve on? And you know, and if you want to make moves with it. You know, with this, I don't see a problem with making improvements on what you've already been doing during retrograde. New things, I mean, I feel like that's subjective. Um, some people, again, I launched my whole goddamn podcast during Mercury Retrograde. I ain't care. I knew exactly where it was in my chart, and I said, cool, we're going to ride this energy like the horse off into the sunset, and we're going to launch this damn podcast. So for me, I'm a little bit different, but again, I know a little bit more um, about astrology, especially when it comes to my own chart. So I'm like, let's run it. But um. <laughs> moving away from astrology so after you have looked at your goals and you have gotten a feel for how that makes you feel um make peace with the outcome please and that is also easier said than done it's very um it's very subjective per person some people can make peace with it as simple as being like you know what that didn't go my way i understand how it didn't go my way and i'm good some people, it, it haunts them for days. Sometimes it affects them for weeks, months, and maybe even years. And as a person that's been kind of on both ends of the spectrum with certain things that's happened in my life, I'm saying that it is okay to sit in the emotion and make peace with it, but you got to let that go and you got to make peace. And when I'm saying make peace, I am in no way, shape, or form telling you to go ahead and be happy. I didn't make my goals today. I'm hella happy about it. No, not at all. I'm saying making peace at least my way of making peace um, is about understanding what happened, the role you played, whether good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever, understanding that, acknowledging that, and letting go and being detached from that point. So in this case, let's say if you had a money goal, I didn't save half as much money, I spent too much money, I bullshitted, whatever. Okay. And it probably makes you feel shitty because that could have been money, five, ten thousand dollars you could have saved up. And that sucks. I totally feel you. But we have to get out of the habit of beating ourselves up and beating ourselves into submission to where we're too weak to um, to try again because of the fear of failure or the fear of rejection or the fear of disappointment again, especially when it's all some stuff that we can improve on ourselves. So, OK, you didn't save five to ten thousand dollars. That really sucks. But guess what? It's done. You cannot go backwards. You cannot go backwards and uneat the food that you ate. And that's why you couldn't stick to your diet. You cannot go back and save the money that you were supposed to save. You can't go back and get the time with the relatives or your spouse or your friends that you were supposed to spend with them. You cannot go back to the gym and go make up the time from October, from June, from February that you should have been in the gym getting your fitness on. You can't. You can't go backwards. It's done. So the best thing at this point is make peace with what happened. It's over. You did your role. It may have worked. It may not have worked. But now what's next? Almost like a pity party. We can have a pity party. We can cry. We can scream. We can curse. We can cuss everybody out. We can be upset. We can even be sad for a few days. But what's next? Do you sit in that shit? Or do you find a way to pour yourself out? And if you need help pulling yourself out, you know, getting your tribe and listening to your tribes to help you get out of your rut, then cool. That's great. Because, again, we're all on this journey trying to figure, you know, this whole thing out and we're all connected and we can all learn and help each other. So if you need a little bit more help, don't be afraid to enlist your tribe. But for those who may not need that extra assistance, you're going to have to make a move. 
okay, we this didn't work. Let's do something different. So again, making peace with the day and making peace with the goals. Because for those who follow me on social media, I always say that you make peace with the day. And that's actually why I say that. Because it's not it's never about being a hundred percent happy with the day. Being happy with the day is not a requirement for making peace with the day. Making peace with the day and making peace with your goals, making peace with the months and the year at large, basically 2017. Making peace with knowing that you may have achieved some goals you may not have. For those you have not achieved, it's okay to not beat yourself up. You know you done fucked up. I know I done fucked up. I know I didn't give certain things my best effort. So I understand 100%, but what I'm not going to do is, I'm not going to let that cloud it and be a rainy cloud to where I can't finish off the year as strongly as I can, knowing what I know about what I didn't accomplish. So that's just something to um, also keep in mind when you're looking at your goals and when you feel a certain way and you feel like you may not have done all you could have. Um, So also looking at the goals, think about some other stuff. Like, did you give this goal an honest shot? And I know sometimes um, we get ambitious. I know myself, I can get overly ambitious. And if I like something I want to do, I've been fucked around and created four to five different goals. Yes, I'm going to do this. And after this, I'm going to do this and do this and this and this. Next thing I know, I may have put some real good energy and effort towards maybe two to three things and some solid, consistent effort and may have made some great strides. But then the other two done fell off. For example, my YouTube channel. I didn't talk so much shit on my, on my shows about my YouTube channel Literally, like I could have sworn maybe 10 episodes at the end. My YouTube channel finna get up. I'm working on my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel sat there and I swear, if there was a way to collect tumbleweeds on a YouTube channel, I'm pretty sure mine would have had a whole bunch of them. Armadillos crossing the road, jackrabbits all in the desert the whole nine. Because I definitely have <laughs> been so inconsistent with my YouTube channel. But that's that's what I'm saying. I really give my YouTube channel this goal of mine to be more consistent and honest shot. No, I didn't. So can I really expect to get the maximum return on my investment when I didn't invest as much as I was supposed to? Think about that. Have you invested enough time towards your goals to where you can honestly say that you deserve a maximum output? Take the selfish shit out of it because we want what we want when we want it, how we want it, because that's what we want. And I get that. But let's really be realistic and let's put a cold eye towards the situation. If you knew... You wanted to save more money. Did you put forth the honest effort? Did you keep treating yourself? You should have been chilling and putting that money in savings. Were you loaning folks money you knew you wasn't going to get that money back from? Were you spending money at the club, spending money on clothes? You know what I'm saying? Doing extra stuff, going out to eat more than you should have and you knew you should have? But did you expect to save $5,000 or $10,000 this year knowing that you was doing that? If so, why? I don't believe, and this is just me speaking. I mean, I'm pretty sure you might hear different logics and different thought processes, but I don't believe that you can half-ass anything and expect a maximum output. That shit is only in the movies and low-key in the stock market. And both are unreliable when it comes to a realistic expectation of moving through life, especially moving through life more mindfully. And if you aren't at peace... Sometimes if you know you didn't do right, it's kind of like, all right, cool. I'm, I know I didn't deserve that. So, you know, I can I can accept that. But for those that are still struggling with making peace with it, well, I thought it was supposed to work out. Well, I, well, for some reason, it just didn't work. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's write out why you don't have peace with this situation. Why do you not have peace with the outcome? For those that are driving, please feel free to think about it. Not too much to where it distracts you on the road or you know, for those who are doing other things um, that aren't able to write it down. Like, what is it about this one outcome, this particular goal that you did not achieve, that you still are not able to make peace with? And if you didn't give it your honest effort and you still are not at peace with the outcome, knowing you didn't give it your honest effort, I think we need to get to the issue of why didn't you give it your honest and best effort? Because it ultimately comes back to us. And it is okay to write this down. Nobody else is going to see it. Be honest with yourself. Be very vulnerable. And really call a thing what it is. As Granny said, walk like a duck, talk like a duck, smell, sound like a duck. It's probably a duck. 
if it smell like fear, look like fear, feel like fear, it might be fear. If it looks like a lack of self-confidence, feels like lack of self-confidence, that not in your stomach when you might want to do something but you're scared of what people thinking about you because you need low-key a, a buffer in case you fail because you can't look stupid in these streets because you don't want to get rejected, write that down. If that prevented you from making your best effort, then admit that. And it's okay because, again, we are all spirits having a human experience. This is some real human shit. It's some ego shit we're dealing with. It's some, like, some lower self shit we got to overcome. We're dealing with me shit right now. We're not dealing with we shit. And we can't get to the we until we deal with me. I. The self. So if you're able to articulate those emotions and be comfortable articulating those emotions to yourself. Because again, you don't owe nobody nothing. You don't even owe me the explanation of why you didn't achieve them. You know what I mean? Like this is only for you. I have my reasons as to why I didn't achieve goals. And I know there's certain reasons why I didn't achieve them. And I'm okay with that. Because, again, I have to check myself and hold myself accountable in order to do better. If I don't hold myself accountable, how am I going to expect someone to be consistently an accountability partner for me? If they're gone, who's going to check me, boo? I got to check me at some point. <laughs> so write down the emotions or meditate on the emotions real quick on what what you were feeling that didn't um, that didn't really help you with making your best effort and putting your best foot forward on the goals that you want to do. And for those who are still not able to get peace with that, I hope that you're able to. And if you need to express it somehow, whether it's crying, whether it's screaming, whether it's some kind of other form of expression or release that's not harmful to yourself and others, go ahead and get that and see how you feel. I remember... um going to a place that was similar to a break house and I think the break house is what um it's like a house where you just break stuff in and you just throw things and break stuff and like I went to something that was somewhat like that and it was amazing how much better I felt when I realized yo like I need to destroy some shit <laughs> I'm feeling a certain way and I'm holding some anger I'm holding some feelings that I gotta let go so do whatever you need to do that can safely Help you remove some of those feelings that don't want to come out. That you're still holding on to. Sometimes sometimes it's, it's hard. I understand. But you have to explore other options to get that off of you. If not, it's just going to stay with you. And it's just going to affect the vibration of everything that you do. If you haven't fear about one goal because of whatever it is, how are you 100% sure that that same energy, that same um, that same vibration of where you were is going to manifest into another goal you're scared of validation from other people or you're scared of rejection um, from other people on one goal but are you able to move to another goal without that fear I don't think you can I think that's still going to be there with you because it goes back to not even about the goal itself but you being able to make a move or not being able to make a move because of this one thing. If that can cripple you for one thing, no telling what else can cripple for other things. So, and some people might disagree, and that's completely fine. Just like people can disagree with, you know, the things that happen in their day, but at the end of the day, what's done is done. So, um, again, it's all about perspective, but that's just my perspective on things. Like, you have to get peace with certain aspects about yourself if you're going to keep continuing to do things as yourself, as an individual. I mean, no matter what the goals are, they're going to change. The people are going to change in your life. But how you move and how you operate to the core is going to be the same unless you want to get some work done and get some fixing done or get some growth and some experience under your belt that will ultimately change that. The only thing that's going to be constant in how you move in your life is you. So that's what I mean when I say that. So once we're done analyzing the hell out of all of these goals that we did not accomplish and what was the inner cause on our end and whether we actually gave our best effort and if we didn't what was the real reason as to why we didn't do it um and making peace with that if we're able to let's look at it from now a different standpoint can I make steps or steps towards improving on this like is this something that I can actually make any kind of leeway on in the right direction I don't care if it's 0.1% better. 
Can I make this 0.1% better than where it was when I wrote this down? I can't save $5,000 by the end of the year. I can't save it in 17 days. But can I at least try to save $200 by the end of this year? Shit, can I save $50? Is there something that I can do that's better than saving zero by the end of the year? You know what? I didn't finish that diet plan. I didn't go vegan or I didn't reduce meat or I didn't take out carbs in my diet. Is there any way that I can take 0.1% better? Like I make it better by 0.1% when it comes to my diet. Can I take out starches tomorrow? Can I say that I won't eat meat for two days next week? Can I maybe drink a green juice once a week? These are ways little by little that we can improve day by day. To make the rest of this year our year. Because again, like I said before, it's your year whether you want to claim it or not, boo. It's a year that was under your belt. It's a year that you were alive for. It's a year that you can look back on. You might not look at, at it fondly. You might look at it with all smiles and fuzzy feelings. But it's a year that you went through. And it's a year that you learn lessons. So this is another thing when I say moving a little bit more mindfully and increasing things, you know, day by day. Because even if you were to start this shit January 1st, you master the day, make peace with the day, day by day. Days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years. And next thing you know, you've gone through a whole 365 or 66 degree, depending on the uh, leap year. You've gone a whole go round doing things actively every day. And the 0.1% is about that for um, consistency. I think people, people can have better years when they're more consistent. I really think that's what it boils down to. Consistency and accountability. You cannot make sufficient progress and sustainable progress without those two ingredients. It's like baking a cake and your ass ain't got no flour, bro. What's going to rise? Or without any yeast. You ain't got no flour in your yeast. You got a wet mess. Ain't nobody going to eat that shit. But you wanted the cake though, right? Why my cake ain't boiled? Why my cake ain't rise? Because <laughs> I really said boil. But um, <laughs> why my cake didn't rise where it's supposed to? Because we didn't have the main two ingredients. We have to have those. And with growth, we have to have those same two ingredients. No consistency and no accountability. You are not going to get to where you want to go. I'm not going to get to where I want to go if I don't hold myself more accountable and be more consistent and start having real life conversations with myself and really breaking myself down to say, you know what? This is the root of certain shit that I go through, certain shit that I feel, and that affects how I approach things with people or situations or business or creativity or expression or my, you know, like it's so many things that we, we act like we don't have the answers for, but a lot of them are within ourselves. And I think sometimes with us having to go inward, it's hard, it's super hard and it's scary and it's unknown and it's so easier to, um, you know, float by because ignorance is truly bliss, y'all. Before I decided to really, um, really live more presently on the journey, I was so with the bullshit. Like, it was awesome. Like, I used to love it. Man, all the unhealthy food. Well, not all the unhealthy food. I was relatively healthy, but it was certain shit that I knew better on. But it was kind of like, I kind of know better, but I don't really feel like it's a responsibility to myself to do it. So I'm going to keep messing messing up you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day like it ain't hella serious it's not do or die for me and when it became do or die and I knew I had to let it go I was like damn ah shit okay if I if I want to be a better person I have to stop doing this I have to stop dealing with these people I have to stop thinking this way I have to stop eating certain things if I want a specific level of physical you know wellness which ultimately you know affects well, everything's connected, mental, spiritual, etc. If I want a certain level of, you know, being healthy all the way around, I have to stop doing certain things, eating certain things, involving myself with certain things, entertaining certain things. So, um, I again, all this is saying that without consistency and accountability, it's it's going to be damn near impossible to really and truly make your best effort towards the life that you want to live. And when you think about making steps towards improving on this, I know people want to say, be realistic, be realistic, but sometimes you have to explore 
the quote-unquote idealistic. So if fear wasn't a factor, if what other people had to say about you wasn't a factor, how could you go about this and write down everything? I'm more of an explore-all-options kind of person. Write down whatever is in your head that can make it better. And then, and yes, we're brainstorming at this point. So whatever it is that you can make things better or any kind of options or solutions that could help you get towards that 0.1% improvement, start after that figuring out what fits. What fits your schedule or your time? Can you realistically make time? Yeah, it would be nice to say, hey, you know what? I want to cook healthier meals. You can do it if you have the discipline. But at the same time, if you don't have the discipline, what other things could you do? Find other ways. Explore all of them. But if you're unable to do one for whatever reason, just know that you still have backups two, three, four, and five in case you're not able to cook five days a week. Maybe you can cook three times. That's another backup. Maybe you can have a meal prepping service that does healthier meals in the times that you can't cook. So when I'm saying idealistic, realistic, Write down everything you can do and then the stuff that fits more to your lifestyle and fits more to what you can do. Then employ those options and whatever you're unable to do for whatever reason, try to employ the other ones as backups. Now, I know sometimes my people might say, oh, that's, that's an excuse. You can make an excuse for yourself. I look at it like this. Better little bit of effort than no goddamn effort. So some people, everybody can't get it done or have the mental fortitude to get it done in one day. To say, you know what, I'm going to switch my entire shit in one day. It sounds nice and it sounds like an awesome, um, an awesome like social media caption. And I get it because that's how we get down social media. We act like we don't come from shit and we don't go through shit. But for those, I mean, a lot of us don't have that mental fortitude in all aspects of life to just cut some shit off cold turkey or to start some new shit day one. And technically we're in retrograde. Some people may not even want to do that. But I clearly just want a tangent about that. But just think about other ways that you can do backup plans for or other plans of contingency, I should say, for the things that might not necessarily happen your way. If you have a meeting or overtime, your ass can't cook. Then what? Let's find another option. You know what? You had an emergency bill that you had to pay. That was $75. Okay, well, let's reduce the amount of savings that you can save without going under. And, 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 you know, not being able to pay your rent or not being able to pay a, 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 a important bill or not being able to put gas in your car. Let's find other ways around the issue. So that's why I am recommending writing certain things down, all options, because at some point you're going to need to pick like a good three to four, maybe five, and keep them in your arsenal in case you need to go ahead and pull out one. In case one fails, do another one and another one. Also, think about what can I work on every day? What can I improve on every day? So think about it also like, you know, what can I do every day to, to work on it or to work on getting better 0.1% at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum. If you smoke, you know what? Let's try one less cigarette a day. Hanging around gossipy people. You know what? Let me take this lunch break by myself. You know what, let me not answer the phone all the time. Or even saying, hey, let me tell them that this conversation is not right. I don't want to discuss other people's business today. You know, like y'all can have that conversation, but I'm going to catch y'all later. I don't want to do that today. Little things that we can do to increase by one or 0.1% so we can go ahead and spend more time towards putting our best effort towards things that we know can make us better beings. And then, like I said previously, accountability. We need to start getting our systems in place. Whether it's to-do lists, reminders, whether you want to write them down or on your phone. For me, I live by written checklists. It is not a game. I literally will make a to-do list as of Thursday, December 14th. And I will write down all the shit I got to get done. And nothing is more gratifying than being able to check boxes and cross out stuff on my list. It makes me feel super accomplished. And if I don't get all of my goals done, I'm cool because I can look at the stuff I did do. And I can say, you know what? I did some shit today. And that's what we can do when it comes to our goals. No matter how you need to write it down or, or you know, document it. As long as you can reflect on what you've done versus what you haven't done. And the stuff you haven't done, you can make an effort and say, you know what? You know what? 
I didn't get this done. Uh, I know I, I, I have to make this a priority starting tomorrow. Let's see what I can do to be 0.1% better at getting this goal done or getting this pushed forward the next day and the next day and the next day. Also, for those who like to write, you can also do journals. Um, you can do whiteboards. You can buy them. They're really cheap. You can get them at like Target or Walmart for like, what, 10, 15 bucks. I know if you hella hardcore with the whiteboard life like myself, you can go to Home Depot and get you a whole, I think, four by eight for $15. Yes. And um, if you know, if you're nice enough, they'll cut it into pieces for you. That's what I did. When I wanted to study astrology, I got a four by eight board and I cut them up into pieces. I literally have right now a four by four piece where I literally do charts and then I got a piece next to it that's to do list. So I don't forget nothing. And then the remaining piece I put in my bedroom so I can look at whatever I need to look at, whether it's a nice affirmation because I focus on certain affirmations for the day or whether it's a call your grandmama. So when I first wake up in the morning, I look and say, oh, I got to call my grandma. Little things like that keep me accountable all over the apartment. So it like really makes me <laughs> it makes me have to pay attention. So whatever you got to do to do that, don't be afraid. Also, there's journals. You know, like the passion planners and I know Mo from Qualitarian.life has a journal that she has about accountability. She's also a previous guest on the show. Shout out to Mo. You can check her out, Qualitarian.life. She does journals. Um, I think Christina Johnson has journals, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, these journals are everywhere. You can, you know, if you don't want to buy one, you can, just, you know, get one of your own and personalize it. Some people like theirs pre-written and kind of helps them um, clear their head for the day or helps steer them in the right direction to organize their thoughts. So that's cool, too. But um, whatever it is when it comes to writing stuff down, don't be afraid to explore those different options. And uh, what else? Ask your tribe. Again, nobody is going to hold you accountable better than yourself. But if you still need some help, that is okay. That is completely okay. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. I know sometimes we get caught up in ego and it really sucks. And I'm, I'm definitely a person that's working through that as well. Sometimes you don't want to come off like you need help because you may not feel like you can depend on people when you really need them. You might like I know for me, I can be honest and say I've been there for so many people. The times that I may have needed somebody like clutch, like really needed them the most. They have not come through for me in the past. So when somebody is there for me, when I really need them, I hold that in a really high regard because I'm not used to that. And with me not being used to that, it is harder for me to ask for help. Because, again, when you have that situation happen um, a certain amount of times you're just kind of like all right fuck it I'm just gonna do things myself and that's I, I get it but it's dangerous so don't be afraid to ask for help like and it's actually a cool thing to ask for help because you're able to say you know what I'm gonna humble myself and I'm going to put my ego aside to get some assistance from someone else I can understand that I don't have all the answers I can understand that I can't do it all by myself but I can at least know about myself enough to know that if I can't get it done, I need to seek out some assistance in order to get it done. So that's another thing too, you know, ask your tribe for help. Like I had a homegirl, she had a goal that she wanted to do with releasing a project. She literally told me, hey, if I don't release a certain amount of songs by my birthday, I'm giving you permission to cuss me clean out. I was like, what? She was like, yeah. So I mean, however you want to do it. I mean, don't be afraid to ask people to hold you accountable. And if they really are in your corner like that and want to see you in, um, I don't think it would be a problem for them to do so. And lastly, don't hide from yourself. Don't hide from yourself. It's very easy to... Say we want to be better people and say we want better lives and say we want to achieve goals and then we go creating distractions for ourselves and then we're able to sidestep that shit because it's difficult and go entertain some shit because it's easy. And you can take that however you want to take it because it can be taken so many ways. Rather than face this fear I have of X, Y, Z, rather than trying to find a job that I'm really happy at. You know, here I am trying to find ways 
to get promoted knowing I'm miserable. Let me just chase the money because at the end of the day, I may not be happy here, but at least I'll have some money in my pocket, but I'm miserable. It's a lot harder to change your life and turn down a, a income source and um, leave an industry or leave a job altogether and step out on faith and do something that you really love to do and make you happy. But it's easier to stay comfortable because that's where the money is. You don't know if you're going to make as much money at your new job or following your passion or doing things that make you happy. But you do know that the job that you hate and you hella miserable at, you know that pays the bills. So rather than face the fear, which is a lot scarier, you rather get the distraction and find ways to advance at a job that you know you don't want to be at long term. You know you're not going to retire there. You don't even want to be there for another six damn months, let alone another 30 years. But because that money is there and you're good at it, but you're half-hearted every time you go, you have anxiety when you go, you're miserable when you go, you're missing family events because your work-life balance ain't right, you stick with it because that's easier. It's easier to be miserable and comfortable than it is to be happy and uncomfortable. Again, that can be taken in so many different ways, but I'm pretty sure a lot of you may get the point. Because a lot of you guys hit me up with that same issue. And honestly, I've had that same issue myself. Another issue is, oh, you know, I'm going to get healthier. You know, um, I'm going to try to do better. But then it can turn into, you know what, fuck it. We all going to die of something, right? I don't see the point of eating better shit. We going to die from something anyway. Yeah, but why die at your own hand? Why get diseases or pre uh, or subject yourself or predispose yourself to diseases on shit that you chose to eat. Why? Why would we need to do that to ourselves? And then when we get diagnosed with the shit, then we care. Like, we have to we have to do better with that. Myself included. So that's what I mean when I say we get um we get distracted and we try to rationalize not doing better because we know that we get a knot in our stomach or we get a little flustered. When we need to actually act on the things that we say we want and we're too scared or we're too nervous to because it's unknown and it's uncertain. And we know that we might have to change our entire life or our way of thinking. Sometimes people don't want to give up certain habits and behaviors. And you might not be ready and that's okay. Everybody got to come to their own you know, realization on their own time. But just know you're looking at a pot of gold. At the end of a tunnel, a dark tunnel, but you got to go through the tunnel to get to the goal. So which one you want to do? Do you want to stay on the other side of the tunnel, missing out on all this treasure and all this dope shit? Or do you want to go through the tunnel, run through that bitch? You don't know what's in it, but you do know what's at the end of it. That's kind of how I look at our goals and how our thought processes and how our patterns and behaviors, how when we know better but don't want to do better, that's pretty much what we're doing. We're pretty much like... <laughs> we're throwing off the pot of gold to the side. It's like, damn, I guess that treasure wasn't worthy. Or is it? If it is, you have to make a move. You have to do some assessing. You have to hold yourself accountable and be consistent. 0.1%, 0.1. Day by day, week by week, month by month. And next thing you know, you'll have a hella productive ass year. You wouldn't be looking forward to the next year. Because we'll be too busy living in the moment as the year goes on every single day. We can look forward to the future, but we don't have to trample over the present day to get there. We can just coast along through it and explore the adventure of each day as we get there. So thank y'all for listening. I hella appreciate it. Um, I hope I did not come off too preachy. I know sometimes my friends say that I can come off like their mom sometime. And I do that because I care. I really do. I may not know some of y'all that's listening, but I do care about y'all being better people because we all have to be better people in order to collectively help each other. We can't be no low vibrational, low frequency ass people trying to help each other. It doesn't work like that. We have to better ourselves, master ourselves, and that's going to be a day-by-day journey too. I've always believed that's a lifelong journey. And once we do that, we can help other people, maybe spark the idea in someone to make a change or maybe, you know, provide direct or even indirect assistance 
to help pull each other up or me might need some pulling up from time to time. So it's just all about being our best self so we can be the best collective that we can be to help better the world. So um, I'm so excited about the next couple of episodes. We have some OGs coming to um, interview, and I'm super excited about that. I have an interview about a finance concept that I think is cool. Um, I don't want to spill the beans on that just yet because I haven't quite locked down the interview. But as soon as I know for sure, you will definitely know what we got um, cooking up in the works. And also, I've decided to do a yoga event. I love yoga. And I have a really cool friend of mine who does yoga. She's dope. She's miniature yogi. And I'm really excited to do a intro like a yoga one-on-one with her in the very near future i think a lot of people would like to get into yoga but don't really know too much about it they might know what from what russell simmons has on his page or you know what they see on instagram or youtube and i wanted to have people be able to understand what yoga is about i would hate for somebody to practice something that they may not know about that they want to know about but they might again not know where to start or they may not know um, who to get lessons from or even where to go. So I figured this would be a cool way to introduce people who may not be familiar or those who like it to what yoga is about with somebody who is real deal. Like she is definitely what yoga is about. I mean, her flexibility is on point, her attitude, her spirit, her energy, everything about her is constant progress, constant growth. And um, I think with yoga, being as a spiritual practice as well as a, a fitness practice it's it's just, I think that's that aligns with how she gets down I think that's dope I'm really big on people being authentic to what they do I do not like images I don't really fool with it because you can have a bomb ass image and be full of shit and with Dree I think Dree really understands what yoga is about and can not only articulate it but help people get a better understanding for themselves so I'm really excited about that Feel free to stay um, up to date on my website at spiritualhomegirl.com. I decided to add a blog post every week about something that I have not discussed on social media. Um, just between between us, just talking about certain things. Um, I did talk about being uncomfortable this week. So if you guys go to spiritualhomegirl.com, you'll see that blog post. And um, feel free to let me know what you think about it. And then I have the YouTube, still adding YouTube videos. <laughs> I can say that I'm being consistent, thank goodness. And um, I'm also on, but uh, that's Spiritual Homegirl on YouTube. And then on Instagram, I'm Spiritual Homegirl, Facebook, Spiritual Homegirl, and on Twitter, Spirit Homegirl. So um, that is it. I hope you guys learned something. Please feel free to let me know what you think about the episode. Good, bad, different, different, whatever. You know, I'm open to all feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to... Um, the podcast on soundcloud apple Podcasts, google play music radio public i'm working on getting more research about pocket cast because apparently i'm hearing that's the new way for podcasts so i'll be working on that very soon but that's it i mean you know where to find me hit me up my name is maria this has been another episode of the spiritual hunger and remember trust the journey and trust yourself peace <laughs>